He reads poetry out loud, all right? Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast, hosted by Sky Payne, Fudd, and Enter Steve the world Reed. of Ewok the warrior turned poet, Tebow, as he receives laser-focused attention when Ron Salvatore joins us to ask, why in the world don't more people care about Tebow? Why don't they care about alternate sculpts with the sneers and forgotten books and QC samples and unproduced sculpts and even the color me cards? Wampa Wampa. Welcome to the Kivecast 115. I always have to like make sure I get that right. <laughs> yeah, you don't actually have to. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I always think being a teacher that the summer shows are going to be the easiest ones to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's always the opposite, though. No, they're, they're always the hardest because, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm not used to my sort of new schedule. Like the, the time just passes. By. You know, like during the yeah. school year the weeks just crawl by so i feel like the the four weeks to record one show a month it's super easy <laughs> but uh yeah in the summer it's quite tough but we're, we're here and and steve i'm going to make one promise uh, okay even though it's a homonym we are not going to make any references to any baseball player who used to be a football player who has the same <laughs> last name right. as the figure that we're covering i'm not going to make uh, that joke because i think it's stupid steve okay I, i'm glad i'm glad that we're we're in agreement on that and we've, we've set that right here at the start yes. so that's good we are yeah. talking about tebow and <laughs> as as everybody i hope knows you know i have two dogs now i have bobo and i also have toby and tebow <laughs> is one of my favorite things to call toby because that's just you know, Toby mixed up, you know, that's, uh, does he do, does he respond pretty well to that? Uh, he's just such a nervous dog, Steve. Like if, <laughs> if there could be a dog that had my temperament in terms of like the anxiety, that would be him. The only, the only thing he does that calms himself down is he just goes and he, he sticks his head inside of a plant. <laughs> he just, he just sits there. Oh, you know what? That's what Tebow does too, though. You know, he's he's hiding in the plants. He's he's hiding and he ready to hunt. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's really the question about about Tebow. This is the question for all the Ewoks, for the your right. Warrocks and your Rambas and all your what I call NWs, your non wickets. Um, <laughs> what what are they doing? Who are they? Like Steve, I actually had to go to to my kids' uh, Ewokzeum and yeah, um, and I had to like look and see which one is Tebow. Um, <laughs> I realize that I don't really know the difference between Tebow and Logray. Yeah, yeah, there's some some very, you know, distinct similarities. You got the stripes, you got the the weird animal on their head. Um, yeah, I can see you getting those two mixed up. But it's a different animal. So it's a skull yes. for Logray and Tebow right. has a pig. <laughs> That's pretty pig cool. Carcass. It's actually like a full pig head. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it pretty is. cool. Uh, I mean, that's that's a neat little headpiece there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Stepe, identify the Ewoks. Um, yes. but I think that's one thing I I don't think I'd sent this to you, but in pulling stuff together, I, I noticed somewhere I think it was uh, for the Power of the Force coin, one of those uh, like internal reference sheets. Someone wrote on on the Kenner sheet, "Is this Tebow?" <laughs> Which is just I, I love I love that there was just constant confusion on on the Ewok identity that just persists to this day. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what what do we need to know about Tebow? So in I mean I guess the main problem is that Tebow, there are two Ewoks that share the name Tebow. Mm. So there's mm -hmm. live action Tebow and then there's yes. animated Tebow and we're going to yes. be talking about yes. both. Right. 
Yeah, they're two very, very, very different sides of the same the same entity, I'd say. <laughs> because you have, you know, the the on-screen Tebow's this this terrifying like dead pig wearing hunter guy who's very tough, and then the animated Tebow is this, you know, he's really calm, harmless, romantic poet magic student you know they're very very different iterations of the same character but now, now you've you've been watching the ewok series with your daughter is that right a little a little bit yeah we're, we're still oh man it's tough we're, we're, <laughs> we're in the we're in the first season and i think she she really only likes the the theme song and then once every now and then when wicked will show up she'll get a little excited but for the most part it's pretty much unwatchable for her too so right but yeah tebow is you know he's a I'd say he's like the sidekick, you know. He's yeah. he's got he's got a lot of effort that was put into him, both you know, well, toy wise, which we'll get into. But then, yeah, in the show, I feel like he's probably like Ewok number two, you know. Well, we'll forget we'll get into it. I mean, yeah. there is an unproduced <laughs> uh, uh, Tebow toy, and we've yeah. talked about it on the yeah. show before. And Ron Salvatore has it, and it's very few people know of its existence because very few people are curious enough to know of its existence. Yeah. And yeah. we have it here, but yeah, we're definitely going to get into Tebow, the, the animated figure, because if the show were better, Steve, then Tebow would be like shaggy. He would be like, yeah, he'd be like a yeah. stoner God because you're right. He, he's, you're right. He hangs out with the hot chick. He hangs out with nasty Latara, you know, <laughs> and we all know my fascination with Latara. Latara, I still like you. No matter how nasty you are, Latara, I still like you. No matter how nasty you are, nasty you, Latara, nasty you, Latara, nasty you, Latara, I still like you. And and he's like best friends with Wicked, but Wicked's always like the the achiever who's doing stuff and who's achieving and doing all these things. And Tico right. is always just like laying in the cut. You know, I I don't know if he has a pipe, like... but I feel like he has a pipe. Yeah, maybe when he gets a little older, he's got the pipe, but he's always, he's like chewing on a, a piece of straw. You know, he's that guy. He's the guy that's yeah. that's kind of kicked back and kind of just thinking about life uh, in a very peaceful way. Yeah, some <laughs> some some Ewoks say yubnub, others say all right, all right, all right, and that's sort of <laughs> that's sort of who Tebow is, but a cooler yeah. version than that. So right, right. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's pretty it's pretty fun having this. Thinking are they the same character? Um, did did Tebow just see too much in the Battle on Endor, and then that that kind of flipped him, and he just sort of like lost it and just became this like weird hippie dude? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that that trajectory. I mean, he seems like he might be a little older in in the movie. I, it's hard to tell Ewok age, though. I mean, I don't know. I, but something that I, I thought about. I don't know if if you guys watch that that Survivor show alone. <laughs> no, I do not uh, know that. Okay. Well, I'll, just it, briefly, it's basically they send 10 people out into the, into the like the Arctic wilderness to survive for as long as they can. And in this most recent season, there's this guy named Roland Welker. And it's just the timing of this couldn't have been any better, but basically he just reminds me if, if there was an Ewok version of Roland Welker, it would be the on-screen Tebow. He's like this, you know, total psychopath who might, he might, you know, wear your face as a hat, right. <laughs> but he's like a true survivor. He's just a total, like, terrifying persona. And uh, to me, like, the the Tebow in the movie is is probably the scariest Ewok. I feel like his his expression is pretty scary. Obviously, the, the dead pig head is, is a little frightening, and he's the most aggressive, too. Like, he's the one that's, like, jabbing at Han and, and all that. So, oh, I don't he know. is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's... So 
Yeah. Well, still, I will say, uh, enjoy this time. Like up until your kid is like no longer a toddler, you have this beautiful <laughs> period of time where you just love reality TV and it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> By the time yeah, I was like, not, I was not a reality TV person until the pandemic, yeah. and this is the only show that I've actually watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it just it just happens, and yeah. then by the time they're five, you'll you'll grow out of it. It's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Yeah, it was. It caught me off guard that I. I'm like, hey, hey Tessa, did you want to watch another episode of Alone? <laughs> like, that, that would never, that would never come from me. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Think, look up, look up Roland. If you see the show, just I don't know. I, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like he is, he is the the human version of, of Tebow from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I, I probably won't, but this, this is the thing, you know. I often yeah. make very obscure references that make a very few people happy. <laughs> so the very few people of you who are happy, you're welcome. Congratulations. There we go. That yeah. that was that was a Steve shout out for you. <laughs> um, I, I think I think for my um, my Sky Coup, it's very simple and it's very much on this. Uh, it's on this on the same trajectory. It's yeah. It's maybe one of my most straightforward. Uh, it doesn't exist on five different planes at once. Uh, okay. This uh, is yeah, not three D chess. This is just checkers. <laughs> this is Ewok checkers. You didn't lean. You didn't lean in too much to the the Tebow romantic poet. It's just. <laughs> No, 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 okay. I didn't. I thought about it, but, but, you okay. know. Okay, here it is. Yeah, let's hear it. Tebow, the warrior, trades killing spear for sweet pen. Tebow, the poet. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yes. you got you got the, the dichotomy there. That That's that's perfect. Well, I do think you wanted to say a little bit of behind the Steve information about Tebow. Yeah, there, there's a little bit. Let's go behind the Steve. Um... So the main thing I, I thought we'd bring up is is Tebow's connection to Joe Johnston. So I, I didn't realize they had such a strong connection. But anyway, you know, so Joe Johnston, he's obviously he has a major impact on the original trilogy with his art um, going all the way back to, to the first movie. You got all those iconic ships and all these designs that everyone's familiar with. But I just didn't realize how much work that he had put into the Ewoks uh, and their designs for for Return of the Jedi, and I, I guess basically, once the the main design was agreed upon by everyone, he just went on this crazy deep dive designing all their weapons and their headdresses and their fur and all that. And I, I didn't realize he was so so into oh. Ewoks. And uh, another thing I didn't know is that he had written and illustrated this children's book <laughs> called The Adventures of Tebow: A Tale of Magic and suspense <laughs> what from 1984 so this is it's post jedi the movie but pre ewok cartoon so it's right in the middle uh, so this is when like lucasfilm was probably going totally ewok crazy they're like gearing up this is going to be this is going to be our our cash cow like the ewoks we're going to go in totally all in on this and so he wrote this book it's and it's not you know it's a it's like a young adult book i mean it's not like a, a uh, for tiny kids i mean it's a kind of a dark story um but what was crazy to me about it is it, it introduces a lot of the things that you would see in the cartoons like the dulocks are in there and some different monsters and stuff that, that show up later but in the book that he wrote they're these they're even more bizarre and they're way less kid friendly so like the dulocks i think the main crux of it is that they they want to raid the ewok village to eat all of the ewok children <laughs> Wow. So it's very, it's a very messed up, very kind of Tolkien-esque story. And I realized that the illustrations he did, 
they look a lot like some of those old illustrated Tolkien books and or like the the Rankin Bass animated version of The Hobbit. They have that kind of vibe. And I, yeah, I can totally real see elongated it. figures, very scary looking, good yeah. detail work. And, and I could totally see like if if they wanted to kind of go off the success of those weird Tolkien animated things like the Ewok cartoon could have been way weirder and way darker like like this book and it, it's just funny that they basically like said no 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we're going we're going very very kid friendly from from here on out but I, I like the like alternate dark story of Tebow and his his adventures with magic and suspense but yeah Joe Johnston wrote and illustrated that book um wow. so it's, it's just kind of nuts I, I I feel like I need to find this and, and pick it up at some point yeah, because he, I mean, just with five years after that, he would go on to direct Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. made Rocketeer. Yeah. And then he started his sort of, like, I I am Junior Steven Spielberg era. Yeah. That's where he did yeah. Jumanji. And of course, Steve, one of the favorite movies on this show, <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> 20 years old, man. This, That's right. Like, just a couple days ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, like Velociraptors, Billy? <laughs> Even though it's the way they <laughs> jump up and down. Okay, so all right, I, now, now that we've had our uh, discussion of Joe Johnston, we can get Ron on and ask him what he thinks of Joe Johnston, and yeah. he'll say something laconic, funny, and true. Oh, one other thing I, yes. I forgot to say is that in terms of those designs, the earliest design for Tebow, it's very clearly Tebow. He's got the dead animal head. That was a Joe Johnston sketch. So, so Tebow was kind of born from Joe, Joe Johnston. So there wow. you go. And who also designed Boba Fett at first. So Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so he's also done characters that people care more but, about. Yes. <laughs> wow, so is it possible that like, I guess this is also possible, that it was just, it really was just the, the power of Warwick Davis that made Wicked it. That it, I, I, Yeah. It probably, I wonder if it would have been a better movie or a more interesting <laughs> idea if all the Ewoks were equally boring as opposed to having just like the greatest the star the star yeah yeah i don't know interesting questions um all right well in that case that right. let's, we're gonna question let's, that interesting let's let's get ron on here to just yeah, talk let's... about talk about the figure of like how the figure was developed like how did it become the way that it tebow how did you become the way you are we were just <laughs> discussing the filmography of joe johnston ron what, what's your opinion oh yeah I never really particularly liked him all that much as a director. <laughs> but did you know that he was the primary designer of Tebow? Uh, was he? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, and, and did you know this, Ron? I, I didn't know <laughs> this. That? He wrote and illustrated a children's book about Tebow. Did you know this? Really? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but it's like one of those things I maybe knew at one time and then sort of forgot. Yeah. That's, um, what was yeah. it called? <laughs> the Adventures the of Tebow. Yes, <laughs> a tale of uh, magic and suspense. But is it, it like Tebow, uh, the animated Tebow, or Tebow the Tebow from Return of the Jedi? It's it's, it's in the middle. In so it, it came. Uh, yeah, it ha it, he wrote it after the movie came out, but before the cartoon. So it's this kind of in limbo Tebow. Wow. Did <laughs> he also write Fuzzy like an Ewok? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, it is in between because we're trying to discuss, Ron, what happened to Tebow. How did he go from this murderous, Han-poking savage into <laughs> this sort of doobie-smoking poet? 
and maybe it's the events of this book. Because you look at this book and you have these Dewlocks riding these horrific <laughs> spider creatures with their eyes glowing in the night, chasing after him, throwing spears at him and threatening to really? eat his children. Yeah, I think I think he just lost it. I think Tebow lost it and just said, man. I think it was that and the doobies, like you mentioned, man. <laughs> kind of put his feet up and kind of started uh, thinking about things and just went to the you know, the Pacific side of things. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know how somebody, that's probably buried deep in the files of Nelvana. Somebody must have come up with some concept of, hey, we need a, you know, uh, a different character here, so let's make him a, a quiet, poetic type or something. That would be my guess, but who knows. So, so that's the sort of larger development of Tebow in between the movies and apparently the book and the cartoons. But Ron, we also want to talk about like the development of the figure because the figure, the original Kenner figure, the one that I have in my hand here, um, I'll take it out of the star case so I can look at it better, but um, it really changed a lot. So how, how and why did it change? Oh, you mean the, the actual Kenner figure? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. First off, you have one and it's in a star case? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, I'm like I, shocked by this. Well, it's, it's my kids. I bought it for them. I bought it out of uh, Chris Fawcett's uh, trunk in DC, and, then, uh, <laughs> and I, he sold it for a very good price because he was just trying to. Sell that was that night we showed up at Jonathan's house, and it was like dusk, and yeah, yes. kinda, you, me, and Matthias. I remember. I remember it well. Yeah, we showed up at Jonathan yeah, yeah. McElwain's, and and CJ was just having his sort of like sellout fest so yeah i took it out of the star case and I'm, I'm looking at it now i of course ron didn't know that tebow even had a headdress that that was how out of i was <laughs> but yeah so how how has the has the figure changed ron um yeah well so tebow i guess the big change is that it was first sculpted with an open mouth and um years ago i think you know i was the first you know myself and some other people were the first people to discover the prototype with uh, the open mouth, and I called it the sneering Tebow because he looks like he's sneering. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like not just the open mouth, but the the kind of the his lips um, and the, the area around his nose uh, was kind of all different in the original skull. Okay, so you have two different hard copies of of Tebow, and one is the open mouth, and one is the closed mouth. Um. No, well, I guess I have three hard copies with the open mouth, and then I also have one, a painted one, with the closed mouth. Right, so the, right. So the three hard copies I have are the one that was used to sculpt the headdress, and then one with the headdress actually molded on it, and then one without a headdress at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so those are the three that I have, um, and they're all a little bit different. But I don't know if any others exist, but I – possibly i'm not sure i've ever heard of one but i have those three and basically the only reason we know it was sculpted well not the only reason i'll get to the the rest of it but originally the the, the first reason we we even know that that figure was sculpted that way was because some hard copies those hard copies turned up with a sculptor um so they're examples of kind of what i like to call relic sculpts hmm. and that would be like a sculpt that is that we're aware of only because it was preserved as a hard copy because later uh, on that sculpt was reworked, right? So it was totally destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
But we know it existed at one time because the hard copy preserves it like a fossil or something. And I, right. I was going to write a blog post on these things at one point, but I never got around to it. Um, but Tebow was one of the good examples because, you know, they didn't remake the – they didn't like – that that sneering sculpt isn't out there anymore. I, really, the, the non-sneering one has never turned up either, but they just – redid the the mouth on that thing and so the the sneering one is only preserved because there's hard copies out there that are like a footprint in the sand that someone found and like oh you know this guy had you know six toes at one point now he only has five uh so it that hard copy kind of tells us something about the original sculpt that we wouldn't have known otherwise yeah i I like that a lot i I have i have a couple a couple branches i want to go here so so the first branch i want to go is that this is an echo of a lot of things that happened with Chewbacca memorabilia, where very often Kenner would ask, I mean, Lucasfilm would ask to rework things, and there's a very concerted effort to make Chewbacca more cute than ferocious, and that's part of the reason right, why, right. why I like studying. Lucasfilm seems to have had that concern about Chewbacca going way back. I think it's the Don Post mask. Mm-hmm. You can right, read about yeah. it in Steve Sansweet's book, right? That I don't know that much about Don Post masks, but I, I, I remember that. Like the, the first one is like he's roaring, which is kind of like the awesome one that if you're a little boy, you probably want. But then <laughs> somebody at Lucasfilm was like, oh, you know, Chewbacca's a good guy. and He's not supposed to look angry, so we need to <laughs> – and so they change it. Um, and, yeah, I think a lot of that was going on with the Ewoks. Obviously, I mean – one of the points of the Ewoks was to be, you know, like this merchandising, um, you know, they were supposed to create this merchandising booming among youngster, amongst younger children and kind of be like the modern teddy bear. So I think the idea was let's not make them too uh, bloodthirsty looking. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Kenner has a history of, it seems like their folks were always trying to go in the more action-oriented yeah. um, route. You know, there's like the famous Ewok battle wagon, unproduced box art that shows the Ewoks kind of kicking butt and knocking over an ATST, and that was changed. And so there's just like this whole history of, you know, Kenner going in one direction and presumably Lucasfilm kind of pulling them back a little bit and making the Ewoks seem more family-oriented. Uh, the weird thing is that the first two Ewoks, you know, Logre and Chief Chirpa, both have t- toothy faces, right? Right. Um, yeah. So they didn't really tone those down, but did. I mean, if you look at the, I'm assuming Steve will share the pictures from the archive entry yeah. on your blog yeah. post. But if you look at the sneering one versus the the production one, it's just like. It, he just has a whole different mean about him, right? Uh, he he became a poet at some point in between the. <laughs> the <laughs> right, you don't know. He's like the 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 Kenner figure that was eventually released in the movie line isn't quite a poet yet. Right, he's yeah. not quite full wussified, but he's no. like he's a warrior who's he looks like one of those you know Chinese terracotta warriors <laughs> who have just like these super passive expressions on their faces you know they're they're decked out in military regalia but they also just look like they're just like mannequins or something um <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the original is is really really close to his like on screen kind of scary face right, i yeah. mean they they really exactly. yeah it's and, probably the most accurate looking kenner ewok sculpt that that right. i mean if they yeah, don't kenner was totally following the 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 uh, reference material they were provided with. So, yeah, yeah. It, it does look like that. But And, you know, I mentioned earlier, like, you know, the, the originally, the only reason we knew about it was because we turned up these hard copies. But, you know, actually, our good friend 
Ben Sheehan, you know, told me uh, he has a Tebow item. I can't even remember what it is, some internal paperwork or something. Um, and it, it it references too ferocious uh, <laughs> regarding the original Tebow skull. Oh, so that kind of confirmed decades later that, yeah, it was deemed too ferocious. Uh, <laughs> and so they changed it. And uh, presumably, maybe someone inside Kenner did that, but my my guess is that it would probably Lucasfilm that asked for that change. Yeah. If, if we kind of like look back over the entire Kenner Ewoks, you know, the live action Ewoks, it's pretty remarkable with this in mind. Because if you look at all of the card art, none of them look menacing, right? Like, uh, like uh, Warrock is like tilting his head like a doofus. Paplu's looking <laughs> off into the distance. Chirpa looks cool, but he just looks like he's like tired after he ate too much of food. Uh, right. Wicket's doing a glamour pose. Uh, even you know, even um, uh, Logray, he's like for action, but he's the medicine man. Whereas Tebow really is truly frightening. He is yes. pointing his yeah. spear at you. He has. He's the only one who's sneering on his card art either. I mean, Chirpa has his right. mouth open, but that's just the stupid Ewok. What's the one thing I can do as an actor? I can open up my mouth. Whereas Tebow <laughs> really is frightening, and and I think yeah. this, I, I, I never would have thought of that if, if we weren't doing this episode. Just that that it really felt like there was one the Ewoks had one chance to be badass, you know? Right. Because it, it's like a it's a trope now where we talk about can you believe it the Ewoks were going to eat them all and like that is ridiculous. But if all the Ewoks looked like Tebow, I would definitely believe it. Like this, this is the yeah. bloodthirsty native force that that we were sort of promised and never really got. Dude, he killed a pig and wore it on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's different than a skull. It's true. He's basically Leatherface. Yeah, no. So, Sky, to, uh, I'm going to bring this up again, but I forgot to mention this earlier, but with the, the crazy guy from that reality show, one of the things oh, he geez. does in this recent season is he, like, he kills this giant muskox and uses its, like, uh, head skin to, like, store his tools and stuff. He's like, this is... <laughs> He is the Tebow. Like this is this is the same thing. Like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's kind of a badass when it comes to Ewoks. So um, yeah, I, I I kind of think the sneering version is kind of cooler looking, but maybe it's just because it's more novel. But uh, right, it was kind of cool when it first turned up. I was like, oh man, this is Tebow with a sneering face. And of course, it gets no love among collectors. It's, uh, it's all about the bald emperor or whatever. No one talks about sneering Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably should. Yeah. No, that, that, I think I, maybe part of the problem is the, at least for me, right, is the the low gray, like without accessories, with his open mouth. It looks similar enough. I mean, it's not actually the same, but, you know, just, I think, sort of like that. Although, man, low gray really looks like a chipmunk. I never noticed that before. <laughs> he looks so much like a chipmunk. <laughs> Uh, Ewoks the, in general look like chipmunk sky. I don't know if you've noticed. So. I don't think I have. <laughs> kind of chipmunkish. <laughs> All right, then. Then one more point. Another kind of diverging point, Ron. Do you think that the Tebow sculpt has never been found because it was turned into a different Ewok? I think it's a good bet. Yeah, I don't know mm. which one yeah. it might well have been. Uh, I think a lot of the sculpts that never turned up were re reworked in some way. Not all of them, but a fair number of them. And there were other figures of similar stature stature that it would have been easy to re-sculpt so it wouldn't yeah. shock me at all like uh, how, yeah. how different or, is poplu and warrock to tebow right uh, yeah they're a little smaller I, you know what i'm thinking if i had to just 
throw one out there, I could see that he would have been turned into to Warwick. He's the, the kind of other bigger, but not kind of chubby Ewok from the Power of the Force yeah, line. I feel like they're similar it, height. Makes total sense. Um, He's the Warlock you know, sculpt. The out only there? sculpt pieces that have turned up. Um, uh, was that the one Gus had? I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I can't remember which one he had. Ewoks are too similar. I feel like um, I feel like that be, was uh, the Ramba that, that Gus had, if I remember right. Ramba. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It might be though. Uh, I mean, the only sculpted pieces of Tebow that I'm aware of are the ones in this archive entry, which are the the helmet or the the pig head, which is damaged, unfortunately, right. and the axe. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, speaking of the axe, like something I hadn't realized that, and I don't know if they'd done this for other Ewok accessories, but I love that they used an actual little stick as the base of it and then yeah. sculpted them down because I. I don't know if anyone else did this when they were kids, but for my Ewoks, I would just go find twigs that would fit in the Kenner figure's hands in the backyard, and that because I never I lost all the weapons immediately, so I had to replace Steve them. Steve with... out there playing with a B-wing pilot, and pretending he's an X-wing pilot, and playing with <laughs> sticks. Like, oh, here's my B-wing pilot with a stick. He's so awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, it was like a stick, and then they actually sculpted extra wood grain on it to, to yeah. get that extra oomph. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty cool. neat. There's not that many accessory sculpts around, um, so that was cool. I got that. I think that turned up through the earth, and Mark Salati had it, and then I got it from him in a trade. But like I said, no one, no one really cares. I've never had a single person ask about the sneering Tebow. It's all, it's all about <laughs> the bald emperor or the Luke and robes. So. Well, you know, Ron, one thing we've shown on this show is we have absolutely no power to change that. But we can yeah. talk a big game, Ron. Now, after this episode, everyone's going to come up and talk to you about the sneering Tebow. <laughs> yeah, it should it should be up there with um all the all the uh you know marquee unproduced items. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, all right, well, yeah. well th this is far too interesting, Steve. You want to talk about QC samples now? So Ron and I will just take a little nap over here. What does you want to say about QC samples? Uh, Quality there isn't control samples. Much to say. There isn't there isn't a whole lot to say, but this okay. is the the one thing I I don't think I noticed before in terms of kind of notes on these these quality control samples. So there's a couple of carded Tebos with those cards stapled on, and they're both dated within a couple of months of each other. And one of them uh, has a note about basically like the stripes on his legs need to be fixed. So oh, yeah. let's say the gray, uh, gray st uh, strip needs need wider at upper right leg. So they, the first one, and it has a little like bit of Sharpie that's pointing at this, <laughs> his leg where the, the stripes just don't quite, out, quite light up with the, with the paint. Uh, and then, you know, a couple months later, another one uh, is dated like, yeah, I think the first one's October of 83. The next one's December and it's all good to go. This one. And if you notice, they, they fixed the, the paint on his oh, leg. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just a, a minor thing. But I thought you, know, you, you won me over, Steve. That's pretty cool that you can you can see the, the QC sample actually working in real time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. A lot of times I feel like. Obviously not in this case, but I feel like whoever's responsibility was to come up with those cards, they just they they need to justify their employment, so they just come up with oh this needs to be a little thinner here, and then someone comes up with something that's like basically the same thing, and it's like oh yeah great thanks for fixing that. You know, they just send back the same actually, video. Looks good, looks yeah. good. And, and then you, know, you can actually see a change on it. 
Right. And then 40 years later, it sells for $3,000 on Facebook. So uh, that, that's... 3000 really? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. I guess it's worth it. It's no sneering Tebow, but that's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're cooking along pretty well here. Uh, I think we it's are. about time we listen to the sixth Brandenburg Concerto, uh, <laughs> which, of course, is the basis of the sample for the Nugget from the Archive. Tis a Nugget from the Archive. Tis a Nugget. Oh, my God, they're gorgeous. From the Archive. Did you, know, did you know that, Steve? It was the Brandenburg Concerto. I, I didn't know it by name, but I've, I've definitely heard it before. <laughs> yeah. I I was uh, cooking pancakes on Sunday and listening to that, and, and I kept saying, "Oh my God, they're gorgeous!" Like, yeah, those are nice pancakes. <laughs> okay. So, Ron, remember how in the last segment I said that we were going to make sure that that people care about these things? Well, we've shown yeah. you that we are completely impotent in following up in this kind of thing because. Part of the reason we started the blog log pod was to highlight <laughs> these alternate sculpts, these wax sculpts for unproduced Ewok figures that no one had ever seen before, and you brought them out. And just tell tell us again, tell us again, Ron, and maybe this time it'll stick. What is this thing? Yeah. So um. Yeah, years back, man, I don't know what it was, four or five years ago. I we, I a series of posts and also maybe a blog post just about yeah. um, these basically everyone's familiar with the UDEs I hate that term UDEs unproduced droids and Ewoks like you know Gaff on the droid side or Chief Chirpa on the Ewok side you know these figures that were never released in the second series of droids and Ewoks um, but there are actually four other figures that are known in like rough sculpt forms that were never also never released and they are um, Latara, who is nasty, by the way. Um, Nisa, uh, Kank, who the mighty Kank, who um, is like the Ewok sorceress or something like that. Uh, and Tebow, uh, our friend Tebow. And, and I think the idea of these is that uh, they were probably early pieces that were just cut from the line early on. And then just were not revisited uh, in the second series, and so they just never got made. So they're only known through these rough sculpts, which are actually obviously one of a kind pieces. And um, the Tebow, the Tebow is the poet version. So at this point, he's been completely neutered, um, and he just seems like whatever was warrior in Tebow is no longer present in the yeah. uh, cartoon version. <laughs> you, um, you know, you know what he's like, Ron. He's like Dennis Hopper in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> That's right, Jack. The man is clear in his mind, but his soul is mad. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Oh, man. Or Timothy that? Chalamet or something like that. He's just like, you know, he's like, this is a boy band uh, Tebow. He's just yeah. very, you know, he's just very Pacific. Uh, and he's got like a little hood. I don't know how to even explain his look. He just like, you know... He would have been played by Elijah Wood if he was not a very little creature. Um, uh, so. I think you, you described him as a hairy keyboard elf, which I think that that, that paints the, a, a pretty good picture of what this thing looks yeah. like. Yeah, so he's, you know, that's just kind of a really neat piece. I think it's really neat. No one had ever heard of these because no one had ever really 
um, publicize them, and I convinced the owners to, you know, publicize them for the first time in this series of posts, and, and we released them on the archive, and basically three people cared. <laughs> two of them, two of them being on on this call right now. Yeah, and, and then we did the blog log pod, and ten people yeah. cared. So listen, yeah. it's getting yeah, yeah. probably. It's about yeah, right. and for whatever reason, it's not something that people. It's like kind of like sneering Tebow. It's just not something people think much about. But it's it is if you're interested in the Kenner line, it's just it is pretty cool. Like here's four items that were sort of worked on and then abandoned, similar to the micro collection. Like a lot of the Dagobah stuff um, that exists for that, I think, is early stuff that was intended for the early early part of the line and was just jettisoned at some point. Uh, and you know, then there's the stuff that was intended for the 1983 line, like the the Bestman torture chamber. Um, but the best, bit, but the Dagobah stuff, a lot of it is like early stuff that was just worked on and then, and then abandoned. So and these are pretty similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm curious about is the 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 meaning of this weird hood thing. You know, that he's replaced he's replaced the dead pig with this kind of I don't know, like hoodie. <laughs> But the thing is, in all versions of him, he's always rocking this pink feather. And yeah. I, I wonder if that, that probably would have made it into the figure if they actually did more than just a rough sculpt. Um, could be. It's hard to say because some of those, if you look at, like, and Kank is a good one. If you look at those, um, what are they called? The model model cells, you know, that yeah. Nelvana put out, which is kind of like the final design of the character. They don't necessarily match up with those early sculpts, and I think it's because the at the time the sculpt were, sculpts were made, um, the figure design or the character design was in flux, so it hadn't been finalized yet. So uh, sometimes the feather may have been something that came along later and wasn't present when they actually yeah. did the sculpts. You know, you can really see that with Kank. Yeah, know, I, I kind of forgot how Wampa-like this this Kank figure is. Kank is just legendary. I mean, come on. <laughs> Kank. It's fun to say. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, it's, wow. it, it really is a nice item. And I, yeah. I'm sorry that no one cares about your toys, Ron. Or your articles. <laughs> I think they're nice. I think they're even neat. It's just yeah. one of those things that, you know, you expect people to be interested in and they aren't. You're like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> people aren't really interested. Yeah. Uh, well, they probably... Yeah, well, they probably wouldn't be, you know, even less interested in. I had a, a, a Nugget B to kind of go with this, this kind of, you know, Tebow. Oh, yeah, in, in I love transition. that piece, yeah. Okay, so, so what is Nugget yeah. B? <laughs> so it's a, this is just a, a photograph. I don't think this thing physically exists anymore. I, I, I might be wrong on that, but yeah, on the archive, no. it's a photograph um, from the old you know, file photography that Cloud City had. But what it is, it's a, it's a, Tebow mock-up from the Ewok line, but so that it's the artwork is all kind of crudely hand done. And what's weird about it is they use just the Kenner standard Kenner figure on the card, and then they also use that kind of version of him in the artwork too. So they don't they don't reference the the animated version of him at all in this. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure like, this comes from a time when it's like okay, Kenner knew there was an Ewoks um, show in the works, and they might have known which characters would be in it, mm -hmm. but they had no idea what the, the designs what gonna were, like. and probably yeah. nobody really did, right? So somebody at some they threw threw together a mock-up and used obviously yeah. just the Kenner figure that was already available. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, but I don't think they thought that the figure was really going to look like that. I think they knew right. that it was going to be redone, but they just, and at that point, nobody really knew the designs. Yeah. It's it's not like in the droids line where they were repurposing actual, like the, the, their standard Kenner figures for the Ewoks. They were they were going to make their new Right, well, that's another likeness. thing yeah, I've been meaning yeah. to do something on is that the droid, a lot of people know, but the droids were both, like 3PO and R2 were both originally supposed to be re-sculpted. And I think... R2 may have been, but it's never been, it's never turned up. And I think that James Gallo has like a Droids Ewoks Bible that references it. I remember looking at that. Actually, remember Sky always stayed at James's house on the way back from yeah. one of those events? And yeah, there's, there's evidence that those figures were either intended to be redone or were redone. And then just for cost-cutting measures, they decided just to go with the, the production ones. But okay. I think they were originally intending to redo them. And, of course, there's that – in 3PO, there's a conceptual sculpt that someone put up for sale not too long ago um, that's out there that uh, actually looks like the droid's character. Um, but they obviously didn't – you know, they ended up just releasing the, the, the regular C-3PO with a different paint job. Okay. Now, are there, yeah. are there other <clears throat> things like this? Like other, so the, just to make it very clear for those who don't see it, it's a yes. photograph of the card, the Ewoks card back, like the one that would come out that we associate with produced Ewoks, with a, I mean, Bill Cable could definitely do a more interesting card back than, than they did here. <laughs> Tebow is just standing in a like really far away, like standing on a little platform, and he's just standing completely static. He, he has the exact same pose as the action figure. Yes, it's actually yes. sort of like disconcerting. So he's just standing there, and he's on an orange background, and there's a, a C-3PO coin, which is the, is that the coin? Is that the coin from the the droids line or the coin? Um, from the... Yeah, but like... bronze, so it looks almost like the Ewok one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like someone took just a coin and I don't know if they had a bronze one or if they spray painted it or what because they obviously knew that the Ewoks color would be bronze because it's used on there. But uh, yeah, yeah. see through Bio coin. So is is this it? Is this the only one like this? Is there also a Wicket with a normal Wicket figure and a artwork? Um, I don't recall ever seeing that. Maybe I don't wrong, either. I don't yeah. That. Yeah, I hadn't. And it could be there was, and there's just the photo didn't survive. With the right. Did, but, um, yeah. The Tebow's the one I recall seeing. And yeah, the I love the art. It's just like, that is like some intern or somebody's, Dick Kenner's like two hour, like, let's throw this together. Like, I'm going to trace a, you know, picture out of a storybook and then color it in and stick the Tebow figure stand in there. <laughs> just to have something to put on that card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cool, though. I... There was, I think, one of these turned up on Deal or No Deal, maybe last year. Transparency. I think Jared may have bought it. Jared Clark. Uh, but yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, it's great, and it's it's funny because you uh, you can uh, click on it um, on one of the links, and it goes to Cloud City Collectibles, <clears throat> and that domain is has died. So for sixty six thousand uh, dollars, you can buy CloudCity.com. <laughs> yeah, that's so, actually. Sometimes people ask me what happened to Chuseum.com. Uh, yeah, an expired, an expired uh, credit card is what happened. And there's Cloud City's good though. I mean, that's a good domain name. It I, is. You know, what do you mean good you... though? Chuseum's a great. <sighs> yeah, but that's that's pretty niche. Cloud City's mainstream man. That's like having Tatooine.com. Yeah. 
Yeah, back in the day, that was um, our friend Tom's thing. I mean, obviously, it's uh, in, it's it's entered the um, the past. It's no longer a thing. Yeah, well, Steve, I hope you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I want to do an advertisement right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I sort of talked about this with Ron, but not quite. Did you know, okay. Steve, that Ron and I have a mutual acquaintance who we have never met at the same time? Hmm. So Ron was friends with a guy a long, long, long time ago, right, Ron? Yeah, I guess it does qualify as a long, long time ago. So sometime, sometime in the 90s. And uh, I ended up meeting this same guy in Santa Barbara. And uh, it was really huh. funny because I was talking to this guy. He was he was doing his uh, his his master's work, and he was like, "Oh, I had a friend who collected Star Wars." And this was before I'd ever met Ron, right? So <laughs> I was like, I, "I have a friend who collects Star Wars. His name is Ron." And I go, "Ron Salvatore," <laughs> because that was back when I was just starting to collect, and I was just reading the archive. He's like, "Yeah." So, um, so when I finally got up the nerve to introduce myself to Ron at celebration, I guess it must have been three. I was like, I was all nervous, you know. I was like, ah, cotton mouth. I was like, oh, my, I have, I have a, I, uh, Paul Hirsch is a, is a friend of mine, but not to be confused with the editor of the original Star Wars, a different Paul. Hirsch. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So it turns out that they were friends, and I was friends with Paul for a while. We've a little bit fallen out of touch, but I just want to say, Steve. He wrote this book, which I think a lot of our listeners would care about. Okay. It's called Pulp Empire. Huh. And it is entirely about the propaganda efforts of the comic book industry and how comic books ended up being used to further Cold War politics in America. And huh. it, it is, like, so much fun to read. Like, I was just... It's, like, fascinating. It's well-researched. It's got tons of, like, pictures and stuff like that. So... Uh, I don't have much more to say other than if you're interested in comic books and you want to support the guy that gave me the courage to say hello to Ron and thereby make this podcast <laughs> possible, then then check out. I'll, I'll include a link wherever we have it. Pulp Empire by Paul Hirsch. Do, do you have awesome. it yet, Ron? I don't. I'll have to check it out. Uh, Paul, yeah. When was it published, Sky? Was it, time, it, it, was published it recently published? A week ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And, Congrats to Paul. That's really great. Yeah, it, it's it's so awesome. Like he has like just crazy. It's happened to me. Yeah, it's happened to me a couple of times. Um, there's a, a a young lady I was friends with in college, same college I knew Paul at, and um, just turned out randomly she's like friends with Jason Coulston. <clears throat> Jason Coulston, huh. who's a Star Wars collector too. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, how oh, is this even possible? Like, it's the same deal. Like him emailing me, like just like you you know, approaching me and mentioning that you knew Paul, like, he's like, you know, he just emailed me, hey, we know this, I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess it happens, I just, he was totally different sides of the country and everything, because he's from California, yeah, but, wow, so, yeah, yeah, yeah anyways, that's awesome, yeah, it's, it just happened, like, I, he's been working on it forever, like, I remember when he was working on his dissertation, is all about the way that, uh, the atom bomb was portrayed in comic books and he just just does really good academic work but it's filled with like all these great pictures of like of actual examples of how this propaganda was done and so it's called a, a secret history of comic book imperialism so yeah, I, that's cool I, I was 
I was talking to Ron about maybe just doing an entire episode with him, but Ron was correct. Like, I don't know what we'd say to him because we're not, we're not a comic book thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. It seems like a comic book person would be able to ask better questions. But Paul is always into the the comic stuff and comic books, so that totally makes totally makes sense. I'm sure it's awesome. Um, but but it, just, it's really funny because he, he would tell stories about being friends with you and be like, yeah, he would just like go away. And I'd like ask him where he's going and say he was going to Cincinnati. And then he'd like come back from Cincinnati all excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It could be true. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, we listened to lots of music. That's mostly what I remember. Music in my dorm room there. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, sorry for the commercial, Steve. But uh, no, that's awesome. I, I, I would have been upset if if Ron and I didn't talk about our our mutual friend's success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but just I was just looking at this cartoon Tebow archive entry again, and I do see that in the the photo of its back, where you can see his beautiful, beautiful, sweet, sweet ass. Um, <laughs> he does have a feather sculpted into his uh, little hat there. It's just wrapped around very tightly. Oh, uh, so the feather is there. There you oh. go. And it, it would have been pink. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. He that's the way he goes, man. He goes he goes the pink way. Yeah. Is that just, what he writes uh, with too? Is that where he, what he writes his poetry with? Is like a quill? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he pulls out his pink feather and writes pink prose. <laughs> is Tebow a poser? I I can't tell. He seems like he might be a poser. But one thing we definitely know is he knows how to get the ladies. So uh, Steve wants to, wants us to talk about some kind of unloved thing, which is one of my favorite <laughs> items of all Star Wars time. Uh, what, yeah, what, Ron, what I don't know it, if Steve? I sent this to you, but <laughs> um, here, if you want, Ron, I can just send it to you and, and Facebook. Really quick, Ron it, knows you're, this it... piece by heart. You don't hate Okay, never mind. I'll just go, go, cut straight to the chase. But <laughs> what we're talking about are the uh, the Color Me cards and T-shirts by uh, what was the company? Uh, Patty Marshall. Patty. Patty. Marsh. Oh, Patty, Patty Marsh Produ- Productions. Penny Marshall. <laughs> Not Penny Marshall. No, I, that's oh, where my mind is going. No, no, no. <laughs> Patty Marsh, Patty Marsh Productions. Party so yeah, Marsh, you got Latara right. and Tebow. I still like you, no matter how so, nasty you are. Color me cards or color me tees. So uh, this image, I know this is this came up. This came up definitely when we talked about <laughs> the the uh, oh yeah, I remember now. unused yeah. unused uh, sculpt. But yeah, I mean this is there's something just I don't know about Tebow's expression in in this image. <laughs> So to is make he, it like, clear, wooing some yeah, Ewoks, Sky, like some this female is, this Ewok. Is your, this is your uh, this is your realm, Sky. So please, so yeah. Tebow and Latara sitting in the tree. T R I P P I N G. They are just completely blitzed out of their mind. Their pupils are the size of a saucer. Like Tebow is like looking into his hand and he's seeing some kind of projection of some sort of weird oh, it's, like it's a little, dancer uh, thing. The little fairies, yeah. It's it's actually a little bit like uh like you know turn off the sun or whatever that song is from the holiday special. Yeah, the starship exactly. thing. 
But yes. Latara La and Tebow are just on this branch, and they're just totally blissed out, and they're just like happily looking at each other. I, I'm convinced it's postcoital bliss. They're just kind of <laughs> chilling out, and they're just there. It's all in the eyes. I'm. I'm the ladies do love it. those effeminate poet types. You know, they do. Like, he's like the emo Ewok, just getting under their skin. But, you know, I, I hate to say it. I know that in this day and age it's a little bit uncouth, but I'm not sure Latara's heart is that hard to win, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, that's true. She's just a little bit, uh, hey, plays, hey, she plays things wild. She's a little bit wild. Hey, Ron, <laughs> we don't kink shame here, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nisa, she's, you know, untouchable. But Latara, she, she, likes, she likes to play around. <laughs> yeah, but Latara is honest. As Tebow. Latara is honest with what she wants. She has agency, okay? She's not just some princess who follows what her dad wants. If that's if that's what Latara wants, then that's what Latara gets, and she's not hurting she is, anybody. She is, uh, okay? Yeah. We're talking about she's totally consistent. all the boys into, into their, you know, reveries, all the Ewok boys. Oh. And Dulocks. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. We're getting into my fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get back, back on, the, on the rails here. No, no. I... So yeah, I, so, you can imagine Tebow just going through the Ewok village and just winning everybody's hearts, like just and and like the the the, the more masculine Ewoks just kind of hating him for it. Yeah, it, he's got a chill vibe. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier on, but uh, we've been showing. I don't know if it's a. I think Chris described Chris G described this as uh, child abuse, but we've been showing Eleanor some of the cartoons. <laughs> oh God, and, that is close. And, and uh yeah she's not not so much into it aside from the, the theme song but but i i feel like kind of watching it now like tebow is definitely he's he's the coolest he's the chillest like he's the is one he? ewok that i think i don't know if i've ever even seen or if i have yeah. seen it i don't even remember it, it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a very different vibe than you'd expect from the the, the killer on screen but <laughs> he's uh, like a beatnik or something yeah He's super chill, super chill. But yeah, and this, this, yeah, I think this image it takes out like even further, as as Sky was saying. <laughs> so you know, I, I like this. I think I think we're. Does anybody specialize just in Tebow? I mean, I know Brock has a lot of pieces, but I couldn't talk to him because you know, the, I just watched the Red Sox beat the Yankees and everything. But like, <laughs> I mean, I it does seem that if you just focused on on Tebow. You know, if you really just did that, you'd have a pretty interesting collection. And yeah, because he does have a well, a forced character yeah. arc. <laughs> yeah, the problem is there's only one Ewoks Tebow. <laughs> I have it, right. uh, and then the sneering Tebows aren't too easy to get. So yeah, yeah. Well, it, as far it, as what's actually obtainable, it's probably like uh, maybe a couple of lower level prototypes plus the carded figures, which. Yeah. When you can yeah. get in, into the color me cards and all that stuff, which I'm sure you know, yeah. like someone like Jared, Jared, that's that's uh, that's his domain. Oh yeah, I'm sure Jared's got some cool things, including that transparency. I think. Yeah. Of the, the Ewoks card back. Yeah. But. Um... Wow. <laughs> well, we are just flying through this. We're gonna we're gonna keep Ron on for the for the market watch game, right? <laughs> I think. Oh we're... God, Ron has to go. Oh. <laughs> boom. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Jay Z's copyright lawyers. Boom, 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 boom,
But see, I then that leaves, that leaves no value to the market watch game. It, it leaves it leaves Sky without a a, a competitor though. So I, that that's that's the fallout. If if you if uh, you now run, no, that's fine. That's fine. We don't we don't push around our. Uh, we're all Tebos here. How right? long is the market watch game? It's only five items. Only five items. All right, all right. Let's do it. I gotta I gotta run though. Okay. okay. So so right. if, if you get it right, then if you win, then I don't ask you next time. <laughs> that right. that's a, that's the best prize I think Ron could could ask for. Yeah. All right. So uh, the first thing we've got is just a standard seventy-seven back Tebow offerless. It's not graded, but it's in pretty nice shape. The bubble is like mostly clear. It's just a little yellow. The punch is still in there. It's it's pretty nice. So what what do you think a an ungraded fairly nice Tebow would go for? Sky, what do you what do you got? Eighty nine dollars. All right, Ron, what what's your number? Oof. <laughs> I'm gonna go ninety. <laughs> uh, Ron takes it one hundred and thirty seven. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not playing by the rules, yeah. but okay, fine. Yeah, one hundred thirty seven. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, this is similar, but but. A little, a little different. So up next, we've got the. This is the Canadian version. So the Kenner Canada Return of the Jedi Tebow, seventy-seven back, just like the last one. This one's actually like a, a crystal clear bubble. Punch is in there, but it's not graded. You want me to go? Yeah, you go sure. first. Go, go for it. Two fifty. All right. Okay. Two forty-nine. <laughs> Sky takes it 100, 117 so even it, it's a it's less expensive than the than the, the standard one so this has become an obscene game of over under it, it has it has <laughs> but we're just gonna we're gonna run with it okay yes. we, we've got we've, we've got three more to go okay uh, alright so up next is a a carded power of the force Tebow so this is Ooh. it's got the coin weirdly the coin is kind of uh, it was placed crooked in the in the little bubble, so it's sideways. Um, the card is kind of roughed up. It's got some some uh, some damage to the front, and the bubble is is pretty yellow. But yeah, power of the force carded Tebow, kind of rough shape. What do you think, uh, Sky? Let's start with you this time. Well, first of all, I need to take a little second to comment on the fact that there is a power of the force Tebow. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, we talked yeah. about the coin. We um, we didn't not not really. No. The coin is pretty cool because he he he's got this really weird look on his face, like he's freaked out. He looks really Dennis Hoppery actually, because there's the man's. He reads poetry out loud, all right, and a voice, a voice. There's a ATST behind him. He's got this goofy look on his face. It looks kind of like grimace or something. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah. And then the 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 way they describe him is a large Ewok, yeah, who with so Wicket funny. serves as a guide for the rebels on Endor. So yeah, it, just just his uh, his size is the the the, the first characteristic a large, there. Yeah. A large Ewok. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. What I'm do you going think? to say two hundred dollars. 200 even all right ron what do you think Ugh, 165 all right sky you got this one 318 oh Oof. baby yeah Dang. yeah nice. i don't just know just for that i'm gonna i'm gonna inflict some wikipedia information on you 
Do okay. you know who Tebow's father is? <laughs> no. Who, who's Tebow's, Tebow's dad? Tebow's father is Wilford Grimley. It's Warrock. <laughs> what? Yes. Tebow. Oh, man. Okay, listen There's to all, wrong about that. Listen to how yeah. messed up all of this is. Tebow was a force-sensitive Ewok male, initially a scout, <laughs> then an apprentice to the Shaman Logre, and eventually a respected warrior. He was the older child of Bachila and Warrock, the older brother uh, of Milani. Nothing uh, makes, makes me hate Star Wars more than the term force-sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the rage boiling over. And that's true. Hatred of Star Wars. Force-sensitive male. Uh. <laughs> and, then, and then just a sensitive male. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a that's poetry true. sensitive male. He's a poetic sensitive male. Yeah, he's sensitive to the muse, guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm oh. up, I'm up two to one. This is sweet. We're yeah. gonna have Ron doing the market watch game forever. <laughs> All right. So item number four is a loose AFA U ninety. The uncirculated. Oh. The, the does any no one even talks about that anymore? I feel like. No. Anyway. So yeah, what do you think uh, a U90 Tebow would uh, would go for? I'll go. I'm gonna say 200 bucks. 200 bucks for Ron. Okay. All right. Sky, what he didn't think? play it cheap ass on the last one, so I won't do cheap ass. So I'll say <laughs> 300. Okay. 179. So Ron, you've tied it up. This, close. Is going, this is going to the wow. last. Bottom yeah. of the By the nine. way, if you're out there and you paid $175 for a loose Tebow, you have a screw loose. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we need to have you on the market. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what what would Dave Quinn say, right? Because don't the don't the accessories go for a lot? Like, wouldn't it cost you a fair amount just Dave to get... Dave Quinn would work this into some sort of poetic reverie about <laughs> friendship or something. That's yes, what he, would do. <laughs> he would. He started the Tebow oh, yeah. of the Star Wars podcasting. I, I like he's, that. He's yeah. very sensitive and poetic. Yes, he All is right. like yeah. He is like the Tebow collector as far as the um, yeah. sensitive poetic uh, Ewoks go. <laughs> Who gets all, all the right. chicks? There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the the poetic Tebow, the last thing here, I don't think we've ever had one of these in the market watch at all. But this is a very nice animation cell from the second season of the Ewoks. So Tebow's look changes a little bit. I didn't realize this. His uh his feather turns blue in the second season and his hood is purple so he's even i don't know yeah the, the color scheme his fur is different bendery man he just you know that's, yeah. the, that's what he rolls he switches from the pink feather to the blue feather um all right so this is it's a nice cell of just tebow he's got this i don't know i don't even know how to describe this expression he's he's looking curious he's probably looking at latar across the little pond here that's what i'm guessing <laughs> he's gazing at something off screen uh, and he looks like he's about to, you know, in cartoons when they like take off running and they kind of have to stop for a second first. Go he's got here. that kind of, yeah, that's yeah he's, he's got, yes, exactly. He's got that pose and he's looking very interested on, I'm just going to say it's Latara off screen. So what do you think a, a Tebow animation cell sold for? All right. Uh, uh, I'll say a hundred. A hundred. Okay. Ron, what do you think? Did you say it had like the background and stuff, or is it just? I I think it's just it's just the cell. So the background, I think, is just a photocopy. Oh, uh, seventy-five. Ron, you've taken it. <laughs> you are off the hook for. Uh, <laughs> Forty-four. How much? Forty-four ninety-nine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's disappointing, Sky. 
Well, I can still mention looking on Wikipedia here instead of researching. Um, <laughs> it was in the book, The Adventures of Tebow, written by Joe Johnston, that his poet persona is established. There you go. There it is. So that's... Oh, you got to get Joe Johnston on this show to ask him how he turned from warrior to poet. Like, o- what's only, going on there? Only to- talking about Tebow with, with Joe Johnston. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to reach out to him. We'll see. I, I'm gonna. I don't know There's how probably to reach some out to elaborate him. like, just story about like you know he was all tough and stuff, but then Latara came along and it turns out that she's more interested in sensitive men, and so he like went through this whole transformation or something. <laughs> Feels like there's like something that needs to be written there. All right, I'm looking up Joe Johnston on Twitter. Uh, I I, I don't have any verified Joe Johnston. Okay, this is not working out. <laughs> it's fine Uh, alright well you know it it was a good thought but hey you know well done I I like I like a a good competition in the market watch yes yeah thanks for for uh, hanging in there Ron and and you you won out you won out in the end so I know it was all it was uh, total luck I just uh, (laughs) like to to thank the academy (laughs) Uh, well yeah all right, guys. Well, I appreciate it as always. Hopefully, um, your listener base is not completely tired of hearing my stupid commentary. But um, <laughs> you, you always yeah. say that, and we always tell you that uh, you know, uh, come for the Ron, stay for the Steve. You know what I'm saying? Steve, this is we're just getting these really tight episodes. I feel bad because I do want to talk to other people, but I even more importantly want to get these episodes out. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's that it's that balance, but I, you know, I feel like you know we, we packed quite a lot into a, a short episode, so and we, we got it done, so that that's that's a plus. But yeah, hopefully next time we'll. I, I so uh, do you want to know what the next figure is? Okay, tell me. It it is one I'm pretty excited for. It is none other than Prune Face. So, no. okay. and I'm, I can just sense you're you're sinking into your chair when I said no, that. No, no, this is great. Okay, That's but uh, there's there's a couple of fun prune face collectors out there that I think we could we could talk to that that could uh, liven things up a little bit too. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. If, if it's not August, I'm sure it'll be soon thereafter, <laughs> as it, we are in the the the, the, the cast summer summer season. So, <laughs> yeah, but now uh, this is. This is fun. It is. So, Steve, I, I, I guess it's time to talk about uh, about fantasy baseball. I do want to say I have not looked at it since the last time we recorded. Yes, I know, honest. Steve, because I'm looking at your lineup. You have one, two, three. You have three players on the on the IL. Four, five players. Six, seven. <laughs> You have eight players on the IL, but only one IL spot taken. That means injured <laughs> list. You got one player with COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. yet, despite that, I am only ahead of you by one position. <laughs> wow. I am having such a bad year. But it doesn't matter because I got to spend an entire week explaining to my wife the rules of baseball. I, I, I figured this would be the time we, we could talk about that. I saw that you guys you guys went to Fenway, right? And, yes, and I saw that you you kind of drawn drawn out a uh, uh, like an illustrated guide to to baseball. 
you have no idea how much fun it is to I, describe oh. baseball to somebody who has literally no Never. idea. Yeah. No well, frame think, of reference. So I don't like, think anyone like else could like better than whole, you could, though. Yeah. Who's on first is a funny skit, right? I right, love right. who's on first. But yeah. actually explaining baseball is more funny than that. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so if the ball goes in his glove, it's an out. It's an out? What happens if you hit it out of the park? Well, that's a home run. But you have to run home? No, if you hit a home run, you don't have to run. But if you do run, then you're a runner. Now, unless you get a walk, if you get a walk, then you're a batter, you get a walk, and then you walk to first, and then you're a runner. And then that's where you stand on the bag. I mean, the base, the base or the bag. Now, how do you get a walk? You get a walk if the pitcher doesn't throw a strike. Oh, what do you call it? If the pitcher throws a ball and it's not a strike. If the pitcher throws a ball and it's not a strike, a pitcher throws a ball and that ball is a ball. I know that ball's a ball, but what do you call it when a pitcher doesn't pitch a strike? A ball. Yeah, that's the thing the guy throws. Is this whole thing that just kept going and like she'd be like okay so what's the best thing that can happen for the for the team that's batting oh they can hit home run oh good then the inning's over okay. and I, oh. I got her cracker jacks and she liked cracker jacks so. oh man i wish i could i wish i could have been there to, to witness that that's yeah. that's awesome yeah very the, very the, good the only tragic thing was it had a very exciting end but i had to leave so that we didn't get stuck in bad traffic i so. was wondering if you had, if you had stayed <laughs> You pulled a, a Dodger fan. That's what everyone blames us for. <laughs> well, you know, I I was I was really just thinking about like, because the Red Sox were down by two runs, three runs, and it was just like we were batting terribly. And I thought if we wait, because there had already been a rain delay, then we won't get back to our uh, Airbnb yeah. before yeah, yeah, three yeah. o'clock, and we're gonna have to be with a bunch of super drunk Red Sox fans in the green line, mm, which is super packed. Yeah. And I'm like. Worst case scenario is they come back and and she had a great time and she wants to go back so I can oh, see good. myself to have won. I think that that's that's a clear victory. Well, awesome. Yep. <laughs> good deal. Awesome. Well then, uh, I will uh, look forward to talking about uh, Prune Face and uh, yeah, and I'll get editing in the show. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, wampa wampa. Adios. Adios.